Welcome to this edition of the Head to Head Podcast. I'm your host, Cam McKinney. This is episode number 92 of the podcast. In this edition of the podcast, I'm talking about all the big moves made during NFL free agency. Let's start with the biggest move made. Tom Brady has left the New England Patriots. I talked about it last podcast. He did not join one of the two teams I thought would be the best fits, the Titans and the Bears. No, he joined the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on a two-year $50 million guaranteed, $9 million in incentives. Tom Brady has left the New England Patriots after 20 years to join the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. For the Bucks, it's of course a huge improvement they upgrade from Jameis Winston who had 30 interceptions to Tom Brady who even though last season I thought made a lot of mistakes he still only had eight interceptions they are getting the greatest quarterback of all time now can Tom Brady help the Buccaneers win a Super Bowl I don't think the answer to that question is yes but at the very least I think this does make the Buccaneers a playoff contending team they could get a playoff spot Bruce Arians has worked with Peyton Manning he has worked with Big Ben. He also was the head coach when Andrew Luck had his best season and he got the best years out of Carson Palmer when he was an aging quarterback. So to me, that signifies that Bruce Arians and Tom Brady can have success. I think Tom Brady wanted a head coach who has the utmost respect for the quarterback position. I mean, this is Bruce Arians, a guy who's had Jameis Winston. He has not had an elite level quarterback. So he has so much respect for Tom Brady. He thinks Tom Brady is the answer. Bill Belichick believes he can just win with any quarterback, whether it's Jimmy Garoppolo, Jacoby Brissett, Jared Stidham. He doesn't believe that Tom Brady is irreplaceable, whereas it feels like Bruce Arians will have the utmost respect for Tom Brady. That's what I think this move comes down to. Bruce Arians respects Tom Brady in a way that I don't feel like Brady thinks Bill Belichick ever did. The second biggest move was a trade. DeAndre Hopkins of the Houston Texans was traded to the Arizona Cardinals for running back David Johnson and some draft picks. So many people are questioning Bill O'Brien on this one. Hopkins is clearly a top five receiver in football and you weren't even able to get a first round draft pick for him. But in his defense, I think one of the reasons they weren't able to get this first round draft pick is because DeAndre Hopkins wants to be paid top dollar. So maybe an organization like the Cardinals is not going to give up draft picks and all also have to pay a huge amount of money to get Hopkins. David Johnson, when healthy, is an elite running back, but again, this does not improve the Houston Texans. Moving forward, they are going to rely more on Deshaun Watson, and he's not going to have his security blanket in DeAndre Hopkins. And if you're the Arizona Cardinals, this is a no-brainer. You have a young coach in Cliff Kingsbury. You got him his quarterback in Kyler Murray. You now give him an elite weapon in DeAndre Hopkins. Also, you still have Larry Fitzgerald, who might be aging, but he can still catch 70 balls in his sleep. I mean, the Arizona Cardinals are a team on the rise. I don't think next season they're going to be a playoff team, but the years to come, Kyler Murray along with DeAndre Hopkins and Larry Fitzgerald at the tail end of his career, I think that's a pretty good offensive unit moving forward. Another star receiver was traded. Minnesota Vikings wide receiver Stephon Diggs was traded to the Buffalo Bills for a first round draft 
pick. I mean, this is the move that everyone saw coming. Stephon Diggs wanted out of Minnesota. Of course, there was issues with Kirk Cousins and his receivers, Adam Thielen and Stephon Diggs. And finally, Stephon Diggs is on a new team, the Buffalo Bills. And for them, the mission has to be next season to figure out if Josh Allen is the guy. If Josh Allen can help the Buffalo Bills now the new, new now that the New England Patriots are weakened, if Josh Allen can win this division, you've given him Stephon Diggs. You have a pretty good defensive unit. Next year has to be the year that Josh Allen proves moving forward. He is the starting quarterback of the Buffalo Bills. You've given him an elite receiver in Stephon Diggs. Next year is the year. And from the Vikings' point of view, they've given Kirk Cousins a two-year extension. They still have Adam Thielen. I mean, they're losing some key defensive players. Everson Griffin just announced he's not rejoining the Vikings. Is the Vikings Super Bowl contending window shut? I don't think so. I think last year, Kirk Cousins proved he can win some big games. He still has Adam Thielen. He still has some elite tight end talent. The Minnesota Vikings, they still have Dalvin Cook. They should still be a contending football team, even without Stefan Diggs. Next, I want to talk about Ryan Tannehill signing a four-year, $116 million extension with the Tennessee Titans. Listen, I get it. Ryan Tannehill had a really good season for the Tennessee Titans once they named him the starter over Marcus Mariota. And that team seems to be a team on the rise. They have Mike Vrabel, a nice up-and-coming head coach. Listen, everything looks good for them. But the fair warning, the Miami Dolphins did the exact same thing. There were flashes when Ryan Daniel looked great for them. They gave him the huge contract and it didn't work out for them. There is a great possibility this will not work out for the Tennessee Titans because when push comes to shove, Ryan Tannehill is not a top 10 quarterback. He is not a guy who can lead you to the promised land. Your playoff success was due to Derrick Henry, not because of Ryan Tannehill. And when you give him that kind of money, you're kind of making this about Ryan Tannehill. And if you franchise Derrick Henry, but if you don't keep him long term and all of your success falls on the hands of Ryan Tannehill, I think the Tennessee Titans will, that will fail miserably. It was a nice story what happened with Ryan Tannehill, but I've seen this before. I bought in before. I'm just not buying the Ryan Tannehill train so far. I think they should have tried to get Tom Brady. I would rather go for it in a two-year window with Tom Brady than to give Ryan Tannehill franchise quarterback money, which is what they did. If I were the Titans, I would have wanted to franchise Tannehill, see if he can prove it one more year, and try to come up with a long-term extension for Derrick Henry. I think he was the biggest reason of their playoff success. In other news, two key contributors to the Patriots defense, along with Tom Brady, are also leaving the team for former Patriot coordinators as their head coaches. Kyle Van Noy signs a four-year, $51 million contract to join the Miami Dolphins, who are coached by the former de facto defensive coordinator of the New England Patriots, Brian Flores. And Jamie Collins joins the Detroit Lions, coached by former Patriots defensive coordinator, 
Matt Patricia. These are two huge losses to the Patriots defense. They have lost Tom Brady, they have lost Kyle Van Noy, and they have lost Jamie Collins, who had a breakout season last year. That was one of his best seasons since he left the Patriots and went to the Cleveland Browns. He had resurrected his career with the New England Patriots. Now he's gone, now Van Noy's gone. The only move the Patriots have basically made is to bring back safety Devin McCourty. Next, the Cleveland Browns signed tight end Austin Hooper to a four-year, $42 million contract. He leaves the Atlanta Falcons after two years of having 70 receptions each season. This is a huge upgrade for the Browns at tight end. They have Baker Mayfield. They need to make that work out. They have Odell Beckham Jr. They have Jarvis Landry. They have a new head coach. It's time for the Cleveland Browns to win the division like we all thought they were going to next season. We've given Baker Mayfield a tight end. We've given him two wide receivers who are stars. It's time for Baker Mayfield to put up or shut up. There's no more talk. There's no more Rex Ryan nonsense. This is a year Baker Mayfield needs to prove. He is at the very least a top 10 quarterback in the NFL. He cannot be the turnover machine he was last year or the Cleveland Browns are going to continue to be a laughing stock. Wide receiver Emmanuel Sanders has signed a two-year contract to join Drew Brees and the Saints. This is a good upgrade at the number two wide receiver on the Saints. They have Michael Thomas. We all know he's unstoppable. A hundred catches a year, no doubt. But now they have Emmanuel Sanders, who has had a really nice career with the Steelers, the Broncos. He also was a nice addition to the 49ers. He was so close to winning a Super Bowl. This guy is an elite level wide receiver still. He might be up there in age, but I think Emmanuel Sanders is going to have some really good seasons left in the tank for the New Orleans Saints. They have a two-year window with Drew Brees. He signed a two-year $50 million contract. It's time for the Saints to win another Super Bowl now, and Emmanuel Sanders is a good addition to make that happen. They have the best wide receiver in the game. What they really need is a bounce-back season from Alvin Kamara. He was like a non-factor last season. If they get a full healthy Kamara, they get Michael Thomas as best, and Emmanuel Sanders doing Emmanuel Sanders type things, the Saints will be real-time Super Bowl contenders next year. In some quarterback news, Phillip Rivers signs a one-year $25 million contract with the Indianapolis Colts after having an illustrious career with the Chargers. Listen, I don't think adding Phillip Rivers makes the Colts Super Bowl contenders. I think there are some people that would argue Joby... Jacoby Brissett right now is better than Philip Rivers. Listen, I don't necessarily believe that. I think Philip Rivers is still a really good, accurate quarterback. Maybe a change of scenery will do nice. He has T.Y. Hilton. I think the Colts are a really good team. And he now has Frank Reich as his head coach, who is a really good offensive mind. He won a Super Bowl with Nick Foles as his quarterback when he was the offensive coordinator of the Philadelphia Eagles. I think Philip Rivers has not 
had a really good head coach in quite a while. I think Phillip Rivers will have a pretty decent season with the Indianapolis Colts. Some more quarterback news. Dak Prescott gets franchised by the Dallas Cowboys, and they also signed his star wide receiver, Amari Cooper, to a five-year, $100 million deal. I think the Cowboys are seriously questioning whether or not Dak Prescott is the kind of guy who can lead them to a Super Bowl. I think Dak Prescott is a safe bet. He is a safe bet to get you 10 to 12 wins a year and to get you to playoff contention. But is he the kind of guy that can have huge game-winning drives and make a difference? For me, I think he's somewhere closer to like Alex Smith-level quarterback than to Pat Mahomes-level quarterback. Mike McCarthy, now the head coach of the Dallas Cowboys, it will be interesting to see if the guy who's had all of his all of his success as a head coach with Aaron Rodgers can have success with Dak Prescott. They have Ezekiel Elliott. They have Amari Cooper. They want this to be like the 90s where Amari Cooper's like Michael Irvin, Ezekiel Elliott's like Emmitt Smith, and Dak Prescott is like Troy Aikman. I think the issue is, is Dak Prescott like Troy Aikman? Is he a real Super Bowl winning type of quarterback? And that is yet to be known. But when Ryan Tannehill's out here getting $116 million from the Titans, it's hard for the Cowboys not to pay Dak Prescott top dollars. That's the real issue there. But what is Dak Prescott really worth? Next, I think in what has to be one of the most surprising moves this offseason, the Rams released their star running back, Todd Gurley, and he immediately signed a one-year, $6 million deal with the Falcons. Listen, I think this is a great move for the Falcons. Todd Gurley is going to have a lot to prove. From the Rams' side of things, I understand moving on from Gurley, but I think they quickly need to get another star running back in there, or it's all going to fall on Jared Goff to win football games. Now there's talk that they're also trying to trade Brandon Cooks. Wow, we all thought Sean McVay was the next up-and-coming great head coach, but now he's losing his core weapons because, listen, this is what happens to running backs. One day, Todd Gurley is thought of to be the best running back in football, and the next, he's getting released and signed for a one-year $6 million deal. All last year, we were questioning Todd Gurley's health, and we finally get the answer. He wasn't healthy because he wasn't himself, and the Rams, I think, probably needed to move on from Gurley. But then again, all the pressure is now going to fall on Jared Goff. They need to get an elite-level runner back in there. They still have Cooper Cup. They still have Brandon Cooks for now. The Rams should still be a playoff contending team, but the loss of Todd Gurley, they need that elite-level running back in L.A. In other running back news, Melvin Gordon signs a two-year contract with the Denver Broncos. This is the guy who sat out most of last season with the Chargers because he thought he should be paid top dollar, and they didn't quite feel the same way. Now Melvin Gordon has to reprove himself, have a nice two seasons with the Denver Broncos, but most likely... Melvin Gordon will never make the top dollar that he thought. And that's what that running back window, it's so crucial. Like, at first I was like, why is Melvin Gordon sitting for this money? But he only really had one chance to make big. The only issue is he was a member of the Chargers who notoriously don't play their, don't pay their players very well. And the last bit of news I want to talk about in the NFL offseason are two quarterbacks joining new teams. First, Nick Foles being traded to the Chicago Bears. 
The Chicago Bears need to make Nick Foles their starting quarterback at least for one season because they know deep down they want to move on from Mitchell Trubisky. It hasn't worked out. He's not an elite level player. Yes, you can get some wins if you have nice talents around them, but the Bears' window to win is now. Khalil Mack is there. You have Nick Foles who's won a Super Bowl. Matt Nagy and Nick Foles probably know each other from their Philadelphia Eagle days. It's time for the Bears to win some football games with Matt Nagy as their coach. The window to winning is now. It doesn't matter that Mitchell Trubisky was a first round draft pick. It doesn't matter where he was drafted. The window to win for the Bears is absolutely right now. It didn't work out for the Jaguars, but you cannot trade for Nick Foles, give him that amount of money just to be your backup. Yes, Nick Foles has really only had success with the Philadelphia Eagles, but he's joining a team with Mad Nagy who's going to play a system he's used to. It's time for Nick Foles to have some success without the Philadelphia Eagles. It's time for the Chicago Bears to at least look in the mirror and think about moving on from Mitchell Trubisky. This This was a really good trade. The Chicago Bears need to get more wide receiving talent around Nick Foles and try to make a playoff run with Nick Foles as their quarterback and not Mitchell Trubisky. And finally, Teddy Bridgewater signs a three-year, $60 million contract to join the Carolina Panthers, basically ending the Cam Newton era for the Panthers. Cam Newton won an MVP. He led them to a Super Bowl, but Since then, he's been inconsistent. He's been erratic. He hasn't become a good enough precise passer. I think this is the right move for the Carolina Panthers. And Cam Newton needs a change of scenery. But the real issue for teams is trading for Cam Newton when you don't really know what his health status is moving forward. If I were a team who were needing a quarterback, I would basically rather take a flyer on Jameis Winston at this point because at least I know, well, he's a turnover machine. He's going to be healthy in the long run. I don't know what Cam Newton's future in the NFL is. I think he's got something left in the tank, but I just don't know how much and if it's worth taking that risk. But if I'm a team who is not very good right now, I would definitely consider making Cam Newton my starting quarterback. For the Panthers, this move makes all the sense in the world. Teddy Bridgewater is a precise passer. We know he's a good enough starting quarterback. He had success with the Saints when Drew Brees went down. You have Christian McCaffrey. He is your best player. This makes you a team on the rise to me. I think Teddy Bridgewater has some left in the tank. He's been seeing these last few years after coming back from injury. He is definitely a starting level caliber quarterback in the National Football League. Now, again, even when he was at his best in Minnesota, can he lead you to a Super Bowl? That's still a question, but still, I think it's an improvement from Kyle Allen from Cam Newton. I think the Panthers are going in the right direction with their quarterback. There have been a lot of moves made in the first week of free agency, but I think there's one of two teams in the NFL. Teams that were either trying to get a quarterback or teams trying to improve their quarterbacks, like the Bucks getting Tom Brady. They needed a franchise-level quarterback, but then there are those teams like the Cardinals who got DeAndre Hopkins so that they could upgrade their talent around Kyler Murray. Those are the two type of teams around there. The 
the Colts getting Phillip Rivers, seeing that they needed a star-level quarterback play. And then you have a team like the Bills getting Stephon Diggs to see what you have in Josh Allen. Like Those were the two types of teams in the NFL this offseason. Teams desperate, trying to get a quarterback, and teams trying to surround their young quarterbacks with talent around them. It will be interesting to see who has more success. The teams that got new quarterbacks, like the Chicago Bears with Nick Foles, or those teams that are upgrading the talent around their quarterbacks, like the Saints getting Emmanuel Sanders. My final thoughts on the NFL offseason thus far is that because I'm a New England Patriots fan, it is so interesting to me to see how the minute Tom Brady's gone and then all of these AFC East teams now believe they can win the division for the first time in over a decade the New England Patriots will not be the prohibitive favorite to win the AFC East the Dolphins are making moves Kyle Van Noy the Bills with Stefan Diggs the Dolphins and Bills believe they can win the AFC East probably for the first time in over a decade they have a real belief that they can win this division. The Tom Brady era is truly over with the New England Patriots because now you you don't just lose Tom Brady the player. You lose that air of confidence that every Sunday you go out there, you are going to win football games. And in order for the Patriots to get that back, they will need to develop a quarterback, whoever that is, Jared Sidham, who has that same era of confidence. But for now, an era is over in New England of being the prohibitive favorites to win that division. It's been a busy offseason in the NFL, and I'm sure there's still some big moves to come down the line. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Head to Head Podcast. I'm your host, Cam McKinney. There will be a new episode of the podcast every Monday on Apple Podcasts and iTunes, so please rate, review, and subscribe. <laughs>